What is going on, guys? Welcome to Real Mid Talk. Today, we've got a very special guest all the way from Maryland, Isaiah Keen. I cannot wait for you guys to hear his story and what he is doing up there in Maryland. Let's get started on Real Mid Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. What's going on, guys? All right, here we are. But Kyler, how are you doing today? I'm good, guys. How are y'all? All right, so and I am excited to uh, introduce Isaiah Keen. How are you, Isaiah? I'm doing good. Thank you. Good, good, good. All right, so Isaiah... We all the way from Maryland. That's phenomenal, and uh, it's always exciting to meet people from other parts of the world, you know. And uh, here we are. We're in we're in you know like the central uh, United States, you know, Podunk, Missouri, yeah. and and uh, and so it's really awesome to to hear from other people and stuff. And so so he I I want to go back just a little bit to our conversation that we had. You know, it was so exciting to uh, to to hear from a young guy what God is doing in your life and and through that stuff. Um, so give the audience just a, just a thirty five thousand foot view of Isaiah King. Man, all right. So I don't know if you guys have seen the Spider Verse before, but you know <laughs> that's what that makes me think of. It's kind of like, all right, let's do this one last time. All right, so my name is Isaiah. I do all sorts of things from being a special needs sibling and brother to creating music, having my podcast, writing books. I do a little, not a little bit of everything, but I do a lot of a lot of stuff. So that's me. I love all, I love all kinds of things. Um, I'm passionate about telling stories and understanding other people's stories. And that's brought me a really long way. And so that's where a lot of what I do and what I love comes from. I had a conversation with a friend once and she was asking me like, hey, how do you do this creativity stuff? Like, how do you just keep going? And I remember telling her like, it's all rooted in why I do the stuff I do. And so all of those things I do out of a way of showing Christ's love to other people and expressing Christ's love to other people and art forms like we see with David and so many other characters in the Bible is an amazing way to do that. So that that's me in a bit of a nutshell, music, author, podcaster. Nice. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. That's cool. And you're young. How old are you? In 19. 19. And you're young. Yeah. They, and so it's phenomenal to, to have a conversation with somebody that's not only in the other part of the world, but is so in tune with God at such a young age. And uh, as a matter of fact, I've told my boys, you know, I've got, uh, I've got one that just turned 19 and then I've got one that's getting ready to turn 18. And I was like, you guys got to check out this podcast and, uh, which we'll get to your podcast later on. But, um, and so you, you, you had mentioned special, uh, uh, special needs brother. Is that, is that right? And so my heart, um, that touches my heart. Um, so I have a special needs son that, that we adopted. And, uh, and so tell us, tell us a little bit about that experience. It is an experience, that's for sure. Um, It's been a very eye-opening experience for me, and I would argue has been the instrument and really the gift that God has used in my life to direct me in the ways that I have gone and that he he has led me uh, where I would not have otherwise. And so it has its difficulties, it has its challenges, but overall, that's one of those things that really has been a very large thing in my life. I even have um, 
three certifications from the Institutes for the Achievement of Human Potential. And because I was adamant about learning these things and I talk a lot about making the choice. And so like it's a it's a theoretical, like philosophical thing I have. And it actually is where I started my podcast from. And that's just what I decided to do was make a decision to be the best I could be inside of the areas of life where God has placed me. It's a different world for sure when you have somebody who is special needs and, you know, of course, Kyler knows all about that too. He being a teacher and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it's something that, that we deal with on a, on a daily basis. My wife, she's a special, uh, special ed teacher. Um, okay. she's, she did autism for, I don't know, eight or nine years and now yep. she's more in the behavioral realm and, and stuff. And so it's something that we're very well acquainted with. And, um, and so it's, it's exciting to, to see somebody else that is, uh, passionate about it and, and understands. And yeah. so, cause not everybody does. And so that is the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, tell us, tell us a little bit about how, uh, about your journey. How did you get, I don't know, you're only 19 years old, but how did you get to where you're at? You know, you, you doing this podcast, you're playing music, you're doing all these different things. Uh, kind of give us your, your journey to, uh, where you are today from, from just, um, uh, you, you know, with your relationship with Christ, I guess is, is really to where I'm trying to get to. Yeah. That is my favorite question. So I'm glad that I'm glad that you asked. Um, like we talked, like when um, it was so fun talking to you when we first met, because we talked a bit in that conversation about, well, I don't have one of those crazy come to Christ kind of stories. I have the opposite of a generational blessing of coming in from families that were not previously Christian or knowing Christ or having relationship with him into now I've grown up in a world where that has been my experience and my reality. And so I, I remember we were living in California and cause my dad was active duty and I was five and I remember lying in my bed and I was just awestruck by how crazy it was that I was a sinner and that I was detached and separated from God. Like I could not even believe that, that, to me blew my mind um not even the depth and the scope of being a sinner but just that i was separated from god and i hated the thought of having that separation and so my life's purpose from that point became let's fix that and so i remember i was like and i it had been my existence before and so i knew like, you know how you have memories from when you were a kid and then you have like your first memory and those kinds of things. Like I have a fair bit of those. And so I remembered sitting there thinking to myself, wow, this is so amazing to me that Christ would be my friend and that he would be the king of the universe and also still want to be my friend and my brother. And that blew my mind. And I wanted that friendship and that relationship. Um, And it makes me think of just the songs that my mom would sing when I was little and the power that that has when your parents show you the way, like the Bible says. So that was me. That's how I, I had the blessing of growing up in that environment where I didn't have to be exposed. Like I just listened to your um, latest episode, the 99 and the one um, and Daenerys was his name. 
That was a cool episode. But like he grew up with gangs, like his siblings were in gangs and like I didn't have that experience, thankfully. And and that's a blessing. Like he has an amazing I gotta connect with this guy. I was like, I was thinking, man, I gotta connect with him. But um that was just where I started and I had that understanding and then I carried that through. And in middle school, uh, that was really when a lot of the special needs stuff started picking up for my family and it was new territory, new terrain. We were learning about that. And so that's been, that's been going on and that's become our new existence. But I remember I already, I fit in, but I was a military kid. And so I never stayed in one place for very long. And so when you're a military kid, you learn, and my mom was a military kid before me. And so you learn kind of this idea of nothing lasts forever. Like it's okay if, and in relationships go bad here because I'm moving in two years. So like, it doesn't matter. I'll never see this person again in my life. Like two year time span was the expectancy for every relationship except for your family. And, but then that stopped because you know, retirement and then we were just here. And so now it's to the point where like we, just we're living our lives and this thing came along and it was different from everyone else's and I looked at the world around me and when I tried to talk about my experience and what I had gone through my the my peers their eyes and their faces would just glaze over and you could tell that they just had no understanding of what it was I was saying or talking about and so that was also a very um isolating thing you know I'd come from moving around a lot and that wasn't super impactful, but that, you know, you learn from that. And then now people don't understand my reality or the way that my life works. And they think it's like strange and they prefer just not to talk about it because it's uncomfortable because it deals with real hard topics. It's like there are hard topics that come with these kinds of things. And I also like Christian hip hop is a really big thing these days. Um, after COVID and whatnot, a lot of things started taking off. And it was not back in the day. I was the only person I knew who was into music or into um, the Christian hip hop or any of those kinds of things because it was just like new and different and exciting. I remember Andy Mineo releasing his debut album. I remember when that happened. And I feel proud that I remember when that happened. And I, I loved it. And it was like, this is what I want to do. So at the age of seven, I'll back up. I was like, I want to be like Toby Mac. I want to go and I want to be on a stage for Christ. That's what I wanted to do through music is how I saw it at the time. And that's, that was my goal. I was like, I'm going to make music and I'm going to collect people around a stage where I get to be this person who has brought them this message of goodness and of hope and of possibility that they can have a connection back with Christ and we can worship him together. And so I wanted to be like Toby Mac and I saw these awesome artists and these really cool that I admired, um, both morally and the depth and the meaning of the music from what I could understand as a little kid. And that continues as you grow. Um, but it's, it's still the same. So I've done that and I've been through those things and that is where, uh, that's kind of where I'm at now. So uh, I can get into the podcast side because it bleeds in if. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, I mean, and it's fine, but uh, I've, I do have a question. So, um, yeah. you, you know, listening to you talk, it, it's funny because it sounds like I'm talking to Tony and Malachi, which are my boys. And because they were big 
Well, they are big in um, in the Christian hip hop scene. You know, they they enjoy you know Andy Minio. You know, I remember when mm-hmm. coming to me be like, "Oh, Dad, you got to check this guy out. You got to check the you know Lecrae yeah. and and yeah. and uh, uh, Triple E. You know, and all the yep. all these guys and and KB. You know, and yeah. um, I would also take them to to concerts and different things like that where they could see these these guys. And and I, I'm a big I'm a rocker. Uh, yeah. So, you know, like Skillet and Disciple and, yep. you, you know, and all those bands and Wolves at the Gate and yeah. and, and all that good stuff. But, um, you know, so music was also a big part of our lives, which Tony, my oldest, he plays music now, too. Okay. And um, and so to give give us a, a little bit of rundown on, on how how that impacted you. Um, you know, the Christian hip hop scene, you know, here you are, you're moving around, you know, you said, you know, when you were seven, you remember, you know, the, like the debut album and different things like that, you know, here you are, you're, you're moving around all the time. And I would imagine that, that the music probably played a, a big role in, in probably your relationship with Jesus Christ and, you know, in just your, your, your fundamentals when you don't have anything really, stu- you know, stu- any stability. Right. Yeah. My stability was and still is Jesus and family. And even living in the same spot now, I've had a lot of crazy experiences in the past couple of years that have shown me like, just because you live in the same spot doesn't mean there's any sort of outside stability um, when it comes to relationships and connections. But the music did play a large role. Like you, you mentioned Lecrae. And he's always been one of those artists I really love too. I used to listen to like Gravity, that album. I remember when Rebel came out um, and like, I think I was 11 when I listened to Rebel and I listened to the whole thing. And he talks about some pretty vivid stuff in that album. Mm-hmm. And he, he's a Christian, but you know, he's not. My favorite thing is that they're honest about it and they're open about it. Um, I've never particularly enjoyed most of the Christian mainstream, you know, mainstream Christian music because mm-hmm. it just feels too similar and too shallow. Like I'm the kind of person who wants depth and who wants understanding. And I felt like I was having that need satisfied through these guys who were just like wrapping the Bible and wrapping the gospel. And so I was reading the gospel. I was listening to the gospel. I was listening to these guys who were open and honest and authentic about these things. And that just really stood out to me. And it did. It elevated my understanding of the world and of Christ to a level where I got these concepts at an age where my other friends were playing video games. Like mm-hmm. they were playing video games. I was bumping Lecrae, like wanting to be a drummer and things. And like even even how I how I dressed and the style of clothing I was into emulated that. Yeah. And so that, that really, it did play a big role and it still does. It still does. Yeah. So how, what, um, you mentioned wanting to be a drummer, of course, towards the beginning, you, you play music and stuff. What kind of instruments do you play? I play piano. I'm learning piano. I'm learning guitar. I don't play them as well as I'd like to, but primarily I play my computer and which is kind of fun. It's like, yeah, I play the computer, you know, so producer, um, music producer. Those. And so I get to play a lot of instruments that way that I wouldn't otherwise be able to play. Like world world instruments from way off in places I wouldn't even go to. Like I can play those, so through the computer. Yo, Kyler, he's a musician too. 
yeah. and singer and, and, and all this stuff. And so I dabble. You dabble. <laughs> don't don't let I dabble. He's good. I don't get to do it nearly as much as I would like to, um, because priorities just take over. And so I would say I've played with music since I was thirteen, but I haven't really started getting serious about music until recently where it's it it's not it's the thing that I usually lead with because it was my first love, but at this point in my life it's become the thing that sort of takes the back burner over the other things that I'm doing right now. So yeah. it's like, I would love to go back to doing it more. Um, it is one of those identities that I assume upon myself. And then I like to say and talk about, like, I love music. I love making music. Um, but I like, I would love to go back to making it more. Well, that's awesome. Well, Isaiah, you're doing a fantastic job. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to finish our conversation with Isaiah King. We'll be right back after this. This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by The Jewelers Bench. They are a full-service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones. And all jewelry repair is done in-house, so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed citizen watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 Northwestwood or call 573-686-1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you Real Men Talk. The Sounds of Christmas 2023 Christmas Angels is coming to the Palace of Praise December 17th through the 20th at 7 p.m. nightly. Nearly 5,000 people come to see this stunning Branson quality show each year. Come be inspired this Christmas season through the life of nine-year-old Ellie as she teaches about the power of prayer and faith. Here's what others are saying about this show. Wonderful, wonderful. If someone couldn't become a Christian after seeing that, it's badly wrong. It's wonderful. It's my second time seeing it uh, this year. Was a great finale. So we best. Will you tell your friends to come and see this? Definitely. No, I liked it all. The music was great. Uh, the message uh, can. I think you can relate it to so much going on in today's world. I think the sounds of Christmas is an excellent play, and everybody in the city should come out to see it. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> no words. So, no words. I don't know. We had the songs, Movies. we had Jesus, we Movies. had Santa, we awesome. had everything you love about Christmas. Yes, the message was true and real and it worked. I was a mess the whole, the whole thing. It was just tremendous. Better than Branson, that's what I tell everybody. Performances are Sunday, December 17th through Wednesday, December 20th at 7 p.m. at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff. Contact us at 573-785-4232 or at soundsofchristmas.org. Calling the unknown approaching vessel, you are on a collision course with us. Please change your course 15 degrees to the south to avoid a collision. Uh, recommend you change your course 15 degrees to the north to avoid collision. When we are told to change course, we have a choice to make. Do we change or continue on the same path? We are a naval ship. This is the captain speaking. I say again, divert your course. No, I say again, divert your course. Jesus gave us a choice to make when he said, You are from below, I am from above. If you do not believe that I am the one I claim to be, 
you will indeed die in your sins. Sir, we could change course here. We have the right of way. I am not changing our course. Unknown vessel, this is an aircraft carrier. We are a large warship. Divert your course now. Uh, this is a lighthouse. Your call. When it comes to Jesus, what choice will you make? Another message from Lifeline Productions, located on the web at lifelinepro.com. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion. This portion of The Real Men Talk is brought to you by RL Persons Construction. For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private, municipal, state, and federal agencies of all types. From mass grading, utilities, concrete of all types, to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel. You can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573-686-1323 and let them know you appreciate them bringing you Real Men Talk. If you have a question about this week's show, please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony and Kyler. All right, guys, we're back. We're here with Isaiah still, and we're talking a little bit about, um, before the break, we talked a little bit about him and getting to know him a little bit more, but now we want to focus in on his podcast. So he is the uh, author of Making Men Christian Teen Podcast. And Isaiah, we want to dig deep into that one, but I want you to go over kind of the foundations of it. When I when we're reading the description of it, it says 1 Timothy 4.12 and 2 Corinthians 5.17. And 1 Corinthians 4.12 says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Kind of give us a background of how you came to those verses for this. So, yeah, I would love to. Um, I started I started the podcast really because of two reasons. Firstly, 2020 was when we as a family got more into the internet and the business space online and everything. And so podcasts were becoming all the rage. And so I was like, oh, why not do that? And so I started it kind of loosely back then. But before I ever started it, I knew that things were off. Like I said, um, there's a lot of stuff that I've had to just deal with in life and that I've had to learn and develop through. And that's all come from just simply having a different experience from the other people that have been around me. It's really been kind of reverse. And we, as a family, have taken criticism for it. I, I don't talk about it a ton. Um, but there were a lot of things that I learned, personal life lessons and values that I decided needed to be inside of my life and that I was learning and defining for myself. And I was just seeing all these consistencies. And one of the things that I can say I'm really proud of is coming from, like I said, like my 
great-grandparents didn't have the Bible in their lives. And so through my grandparents and now through my parents, I get to have the Bible in my life and I get to have it be a cornerstone in my life and the foundation of my life, really. And so I've had this structure and this stability and the things that I've gone through in life haven't, they've been the things where they've been hard. I have friends who have had to deal with abusive fathers, alcoholic fathers, passive fathers, and narcissistic mothers. I've had friends who have gotten in car crashes, who have lost their fathers. Like I've seen it all and I've experienced a really big portion of that myself, but looking back, I can see how God has been very intentional in my life because of just who I am and who he created me to be and where he called me. He's structured that path for me where the things that I've been through have definitely bent me, but they have not broken me. And so a lot of the guys that I knew back then, they didn't care enough for me to actually have genuine conversations with them. That's not what they were about, you know, in middle school and like, I'm not that old, right? So like, that's a, that's an experience for me, that high school. Um, but just those conversations, and I know that's an awkward time for everyone, but those conversations were all football and Fortnite. And the other conversations, the harder conversations, the ones that I were really interested in, those were the conversations that were difficult. Those were about how are you managing your home life? How are you like all of those things where they're coming from this place, I'm seeing these needs. Like guys are walking into church with Nike deck sandals and basketball. Like, you know, like there's things where I want them to be at their best and perform at their best and be the potential, hone the potential and own the potential that God has called them to. And I see these guys not doing that. And so I want to give them a bit of a, a slap across the face to be like, Come on, realize this. Do these things that you have the potential to do. And I I see that in everybody. But a lot of these guys who were struggling, they were older than me, they were younger than me, and I got to be a mentor figure in their lives. I still am a mentor figure in their lives. Uh, at, At least I hope that's how they view me. But I've gotten to impart wisdom that I have, even though I'm younger than them. And I always feel kind of braggy when I talk about those things and when I'm saying that but I've been trying to work on just owning my stuff and what I actually know Um, because like I've heard said before you can have confidence if you have the experience to back what you're saying and what if you what you've done backs what you're saying then you can be confident in it and so I want to be confident in what I'm saying and what I'm doing. And so the best way I could do that was put it on a podcast because that allowed more people to hear it. And the podcast is growing. People really like it and enjoy it. But I saw this need in young men where there was a lack and they really, they really wanted to be whole. Young men I have discovered really want to be whole. And the problem is that they just don't know how to get there because they don't have the fathers to lead them in that situation. They don't have the mothers to lead them. And, or maybe the moms don't know how to, it, it really depends on the person, but there's always this one and this need and I can see it and it expresses itself very clearly in these very specific ways. And so I can just kind of say, oh, I, I see what's going on here. And that was sad to me though, because I wanted 
my friends to be able to understand the things that I was going through and the people that I relate best to are the people who are having problems in their own life. And so I haven't had those kinds of problems, but we've had problems that have made us stronger as a family together. And so I wanted those kinds of relationships and that depth of relationship that I just was not getting. And so I wanted to help young men be able to do that. And that's something that they actually want. I took polls, I asked questions, and they really want that depth, but they don't know how to get there. And they're scared of it because it's not what they're taught inside of our society, inside of our culture, the frameworks. Looking at the statistics these days for young men is insane. The suicide rates, the school dropouts, the job opportunities, like it's insane. And a lot of young men are just getting fed up with it. And you got like the red pill guys and that doesn't help either because they're saying things that are just completely sometimes really wacky. And so what we need are actual real men who have, you know, the Bible talks about this. It's not actually that difficult. The Bible tells us exactly who's supposed to lead the church. Paul talks about it and Peter talk about how I was just reading. I read Colossians this morning and he said like how husbands should treat their wives, how wives should treat their husbands, children, how husbands should treat their children, how wives should treat their children. He's giving all the groundwork needed. And then Uh Peter talks about, well, if a man wants to be an elder, a leader in the church, he needs to have these qualities. One of those things He needs to be able to control his home life. He needs to be calm. He needs to not be someone who struggles with alcohol. How do you expect to be able to lead people if you're having these same problems? And so we have people out here who are partying it up and drinking a lot and like sleep with as many women as you can. The problem is that that's the opposite of what we're trying to go for here and what's actually going to fix the problem. And Jesus says himself, how can you be faithful with a lot if you're not even faithful with a little? And so how can you steward an entire community or an entire online presence and community that you built there that is way bigger than anything you're going to just have in your local area if you can't even steward, firstly, your own life and secondly, your family's life? And so when I listen to these people, the first thing that I do is I take into assessment, how are they living? And it's never the way that they should be living, you know, biblically. And then sometimes they do have actual families, which is mind-blowing and different, but maybe they're not treating their families in the ways that are proper or appropriate to how they should be. And so that is, like, it doesn't have to be abusive, but just the way that they lead their families. And so that really stuck out to me. And I was like, the manosphere didn't exist back when I was doing this in 2019, when I was like, this is a problem that I need to fix for my own sake, if for no one else's sakes. But if I can help one guy fix this problem, then that really, that's what I need. That is the, it makes it all worth it. If I can help at least one guy get out of that problem, your dad was an alcoholic, but now you're doing better because I was able to have honest conversations with you because you want to be whole. You want to have a nice life. Like who doesn't? But yeah, like, um, even one of the one of the pieces that you played during the segment before we come back to the second segment, you've got the guy talking and then the other guy's like, they're doing like a crossword or something like that. And he's talking like, I wish I had all these things. And the other guy's like, what's the word? And he's saying like, oh, Bible, prayer, Jesus, you know, church. And it's yes. like, well, it's right in front of your nose, but we're just rejecting it. And so everything I've learned has been from my own life 
and then from the Bible. And I back what I learned from the Bible because I test everything. And Peter says, test everything. And Paul says, test everything. Know the spirit behind what is going on in the world. And like I read that this morning, my brain is right now trying to think of the actual verses, but I there's so many places where it talks about this. Because when you have a basis of understanding of the world, and then that gets into apologetics and theology and all, that's a different conversation for another time. But when you have that approach to the world, and a lot of these guys don't, I've had guys come back to me and say, you know, I really didn't have a relationship with Christ. And shows like The Chosen is very helpful. One guy, one of my longtime friends, one of my best friends for a really long time, I met him in the parking lot in Aldi, like last, it was last winter. And I remember he said to me, you know, after watching The Chosen, I really reassessed my relationship with Christ and I found that it really wasn't what it should have been. And that blew my mind because I was like, this guy, this guy, he and he's telling me this. And so I feel grateful that I get to have a connection with God and a relationship with Christ in a way that I'm able to do these things because I'm I'm not out here like being like, oh, I have, you know, divine preaching or anything like that. That's over. But if the spirit can work through what I do and what I see need for, then that's amazing to me. And that means that I can actually make a difference and bring people to Christ's kingdom because the Bible is a cheat sheet for young men. It tells us where we started. It tells us what went wrong. It tells us everything we need to know. And then it tells us how the world ends. Like, how could you need, there's literally nothing else that you could have to have a sort of cheat sheet and know what's going to happen. And so that's cool. Like we should just take that and use that. Like, why don't we actually use that? So by doing those things and just sharing those things with people, and I remember, um, this can always get on my nerves sometimes, but people will like look at me and I get sort of disregarded as an authority. I've had conversations with um, other artists and other guys who are older than me and they're like, keep working on these things. And I'm like, I understand what you're saying from a skill set development standpoint, but from a personal development standpoint, I'm already there, man. Like I'm already there. And so don't let the, the face fool you because, and I'm, I'm thinking about that. Cause I remember you mentioned during our conversation, you were like, I'm seeing this guy's face and I'm hearing these words and it's almost like they don't match up. Yes. Um, and so, but if I have these gifts then, and I know this knowledge, then that's just knowledge and that's just facts. And so I can share them. And so I see it as I've been allowed the gift to I have the experience to accumulate these facts and this knowledge that I can then go and share it. Solomon asked for wisdom and it was given to him. And so in the same way, we can ask for wisdom. I was just, I'm part of a writing group and we were just talking about that today, like receiving gifts and allowing ourselves to receive and asking for the right gifts from God, um, as well as other people. You know, if it's in the frame of receiving gifts from other people at Christmas time, because that's a way they can show you their love. But if we ask for these things, then he says, you don't have because you didn't ask me. And right. I'm not always going to say yes, but you know what? I have discovered that if we're asking for his will, I just love being like, whatever your will is. 
And sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it's not fun. <laughs> but out of it always grows the fruit of the spirit. And I can see the fruit budding and blossoming and it's becoming large and like fat and juicy. And you just want to take a bite out of it because what is happening is that the spirit is working through because you asked for God's will and you're ushering that into your own life. Um, and so just like Daenerys is talking about in the episode I listened to earlier and yeah, so that's really where I come from and the idea that goes on behind it. And that's like the, um, that's the happy side of it. Cause it is still a very lonely experience when you know things, but you can't have a conversation with someone online because it's just difficult. I've gotten really rude. I get called crazy things all the time. I get um, a lot of different messages. People don't like it. And, but I look at these profiles and I'm like, yeah, but you're the exact person I'm talking to right now. So if this is stirring something inside of you that you feel like you need to attack me, then at least you're hearing that I'm speaking because that's a first step in getting you to actually hearing me if you're at least listening to the fact that I'm speaking. And so it's not all sunshine. It's not all rainbows. There's a lot of hard stuff, you know, personal family life. That's difficult. There's a lot of stuff Um, like epilepsy and autism. Those kinds of things aren't aren't easy, but Mm -hmm. you have to just trust God with those kinds of things. And then you have to keep moving forwards. And he doesn't give us... Yeah, I hear we hear all the time. Oh, God can't give you. God won't give you more than you can handle. And it's like he does so that you're pushed out of your comfort zone and you rely on him. And so if we can embrace that's literally my entire story wrapped into one wrapped into one sentence, one statement. I'm trying my darndest to just embrace what God is calling me to and embrace his will, because if I can do that then that means that I'm fulfilling the only real purpose I have in my life. Like what is the chief end of man in the catechism to enjoy God and glorify him forever. And so that's so satisfying and that's so relieving. One of, one of my favorite songs, I went through a hard time back in 2021 because the world had shut down and everything that I had been planning, all of my life plans just got squashed. I had no idea what I was going to do. I wasn't, I knew that I still had something to do, but I got to this point where I was like, all right, this is really difficult because Mm -hmm. I have no idea what's going on in my life right now. I've got all these things. I see the people I'm still connected with, their lives are going downhill and everything is just kind of falling apart. You know, family leaving and friends, just their lives crumbling and that was a really hard year. By the end of 2021, I was just beat. But I didn't question God. I just questioned, what am I doing next? And what is he calling me to next? And so that was the podcast and that was the online space. So I've been just working on that since, working on writing music where I can, family life and doing this. So that that's what I'm doing there. And That's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm just, I'm just listening to you talk and it's so encouraging, um, that somebody your age can be, uh, can have such wisdom in this time. You know, you, you, you listen to, um, that, you know, 
so many, you know, you know uh, I don't even know how to word this because, you know, I, I see people who are even inside the church, right? And, and, and I, I see grown adults that don't have the wisdom that you have, you know, yeah. and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to boost your, you, you know, no. you know, pat you on the back or whatever, you know, but, yeah. but seriously, you know, and that's a gift and it's exciting. Um, and it's exciting because I, I'm listening to you describe your podcast. I'm going, holy smokes, this is all the same stuff grown, grown adults or, you know, grown men are dealing with. Yeah. These are things that I deal with all the time. And, uh, and to, to, to see them and, and the problem is is they never grow out of it right because right. they don't have people yeah. like you pouring into their lives and say hey you know there's 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 something different here than just than just accepting the fact that you you know that you had a hard time and just living inside of that there's there's victory in this yeah you know they you don't you don't have to you know spend the rest of your life you know because you know downhearted because you had a father who was a drunk or you know they, they left you whenever you know whatever you know you know you don't have to that's not your identity your identity is found in jesus christ yeah and um and so man it is it is so exciting um to to hear these things from you i, I want you to tell the listeners where they can find you uh you said that you were writing uh, different things like that. I don't know if you've got anything out, right? You know, I don't Not know if yet. you do blogs or anything like that, but uh, how, you know, how they can find your podcast, um, and how they can get in touch with you if they, if they need to, you know, um, get a hold of your podcast, all that good stuff. So, so just let the listeners know how they, how they can learn more about you. Yeah. Before I do, I want to leave with one more thing because the foundation, like you said, first um, Timothy four twelve is how I have it now, but, and I will, I'll be brief with this. But my podcast, when you go back, the very first episode is called The Choice. And The Choice is the idea that in, no matter what you do, do it to the best of your ability. And that means that you actually have to make a decision. When I feel really angry, I have all these emotions playing around inside. I have to make the choice to overcome that and be better than that and embrace the peace and patience from Christ to overcome and move through, to make the choice to be better, to make the choice to be better than that. And that's how we move up that rank. You don't have to stay there. You make the choice each single day to be better and to move up. And so that was the that's the entire premise for the show. And I just show how you can do that, how you can actually, it's self-improvement, but it's biblical self-improvement because the Bible yes. is the best self-improvement. That is my most popular episode. The Bible is the best self-improvement. And so now I have 1 Timothy 4.12 because I was reading not too long ago, actually last summer, and I was reading that and I was like, you know what? This is exactly the podcast. Like, don't let others look down on you. People see me and they kind of get like this look down kind of thing. Not in, not in a bad way, but like, don't let others, obviously this was a, problem that they were experiencing in the church don't let the others look down on you because you're young but instead stand up set a standard of conduct in your faith your love your purity and how you deal with the other people in your circle so paul is telling the young yes. kids in the church and timothy was one of the people just like me who was a young person who through who through his grandmother just like me and through his mother just like me like there's nothing new under the sun what i'm doing is not new it's not unique I've just been placed in this to do this. And so he's saying, don't let people 
down on you in that way, but instead be the shining light on the hill and be that person who's setting the example for these other people. So that's what that's what I'm doing. And yeah, the podcast is called Making Men. You can just look up Making Men with Isaiah Keen and it will come up on all podcast platforms and even on YouTube. On YouTube, it's Making Men Academy. So that is where it is. Um, Isaiah Wake is my social handle, just Isaiah underscore Awake. Awesome. Awesome. Isaiah, man, I hey, Kyler, you got anything for Isaiah before we go? No. Keep doing what you're doing, buddy. No? Okay. Yeah. You know, um, Isaiah, I, man, I... And I don't know how much this this means to you, but I'm super proud of you. You know, to uh, to see people, to see a young man that is that is coming up in the faith that is that is firm in his foundation in Jesus Christ and understands the calling that God has placed on him. Um, it's rare, and um, it, you know, it's it's exciting um, for us old folk like me. Um, it gives us hope for the next generation, and um, you, you know. You, like Kyler said, you need to just keep following that path. Keep digging into the word, you know, keep, uh, keep doing what you're doing. You know, you, your podcast is phenomenal. I, I would, uh, I suggest all of our listeners go listening to it. Um, you know, even it, I, I, I enjoy listening to it. I know it's geared towards young men and I listened to it. I was like, man, this, it's just encouraging, you know, and stuff like that. And, and so, um, I want to encourage people to, to, to go listen to it. Young people, if you've got young, uh, young men, uh, in your lives, you, you know, they need, they need to check out this podcast and Isaiah, I, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you, um, uh, sharing your story. It's been phenomenal. And, uh, and so guys, if you guys have got any questions, um, you know, you can get a hold of Isaiah, um, YouTube, all that good stuff. Uh, if you have got any questions for us, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, we're on Rumble now. Um, and you, you can email us realmen at palaceofpraise.com. Uh, also go check out the website, um, www.realmenministries.us. And, uh, and so remember that God is for you. He is not against you. He loves you. And uh, he wants to see you succeed and uh, embrace him in every facet of, of, of your being. So, uh, and as always, I want to enter a prayer. Holy Spirit, teach us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our churches. And teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today. And by the Jewelers Bench in Poplar Bluff. 
They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion. The Sounds of Christmas 2023 Christmas Angels is coming to the Palace of Praise, December 17th through the 20th at 7 p.m. nightly. Nearly 5,000 people come to see this stunning Branson quality show each year. Come be inspired this Christmas season through the life of nine-year-old Ellie as she teaches about the power of prayer and faith. Here's what others are saying about this show. Wonderful, wonderful. If someone couldn't become a Christian after seeing that, it's badly wrong. It's wonderful. It's my second time seeing it uh, this year. Great. was a great finale. So we best. Will you tell your friends to come and see this? Definitely. No, I liked it all. The music was great. Uh, the message uh, can I think you can relate it to so much going on in today's world. I think the sounds of Christmas is an excellent play and everybody in the city should come out to see it. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> no words. So, no words. I don't know. We had the songs, Movies. we had Jesus, we Movies. had Santa, we awesome. had everything you love about Christmas, huh? Yes, the message was true and real, and it worked. I was a mess the whole, the whole thing. It was just tremendous. Better than Branson, that's why I tell everybody. Performances are Sunday, December 17th through Wednesday, December 20th, at 7 p.m. at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff. Contact us at 573-785-4232 or at soundsofchristmas.org.